0: something that I really love to see when I'm looking at like a compatibility chart is a sun and a moon sign. So like, for example, you're an Aquarius sun. If someone has an Aquarius moon, like, and it doesn't have to necessarily be romantic. I think of compatibility with anything like you two, you know, doing a podcast together, a business, I run compatibility charts for people all the time and it's not even romantic. Um, so having a sun and a moon sign, be in the same sign there is a level of comfort there is a level of trust and there is a level of like that i can be who i am it's authentic
1: hey hey everybody on the other side of this podcast welcome to another magical episode of high vibe knit we are so happy to have you here and to have our amazing guest who we are basically besties with now you probably maybe already listened to her show too so we'll dive into that but i just remember that we need to introduce ourselves because we hardly ever do so Lindsay, tell the people what you're all about what you do how you help them
2: Okay. Hi guys. I'm Lindsay. (laughs) Usually Kelsey does this. Okay. I'm Lindsay. I'm a hypnotherapist and I help people kind of get in, well, get back in touch with who they really are at their core, even if they don't really know what that is yet. I help them uncondition themselves and choose beliefs and rewrite, you know, programming and everything that's involved with aligning yourself with your goal to create it automatically on a subconscious level. And uh, yeah,
1: that's pretty much anything else I do. No, but you look really buff when you put your arms up like that. So am abnormally
2: goes. buff. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry for everybody that can see my Kelly Ripa arms.
1: <laughs> you got to see it. Go to the Patreon to watch the video. <laughs> got to see Lindsay's amazing arm tonality. Look smash. <laughs> On another note. smashing <laughs> limiting beliefs. There we go. Yeah, she's smashing them with those biceps. <laughs> 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 and I'm your other co-host, Kelsey Aida. I am... Referred to as like the self-love lady, the manifestation queen, and I really help people to manifest their highest timeline, to get rid of those blockages, and to love themselves deeply, deeply, deeply and radically through the process because as we all know manifestation is not just a process of creation but also a process of becoming and Mm -hmm. sometimes we need help on the becoming journey so that's what I'm here for and our guest Steffi Spirit Sis aka Spirit Sis you may know her as that is a psychic astrologer so she's in good company you know we like to get a little woo woo we like to talk about fun psychic stuff on the show Uh, Lindsay and I are both extremely intuitive as well so we're always happy to be having a conversation. conversation with another intuitive human and she's really great and amazing and gifted with astrology so we're definitely going to dive into that did you tell
2: them that we went on her show
1: yes I was getting to that oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay. and Lindsay and I both have an episode on Steffi's show called psychic scoop so if you don't listen to her podcast already definitely listen to it it's amazing my episode is episode 70 it just came out and then Lindsay's is 61 which just came out a couple weeks before mine um yes I already looked those up I, I was like, you guys are looking impressed at me <laughs>
0: I'm like <laughs> should son, I know I this like, should I know my
1: number? I have no idea. I literally <laughs> looked it up before we hopped on the call because I was like, I want to tell them where to find us. So yeah, like, Psychic oh, Scoop wow. episode 61 and 70. And without further ado, here's our new bestie, Steffi, to tell you guys more about what she does in her own words.
0: Go, Steff. Hi, cuties. This has <laughs> been the collab of a dream. Um, that was great intro props. Uh, I know it's interesting to always have to like redo that you want to like redo something like fresh right but anyway uh pleasure to be here it's just so nice to connect with you both and then now together it feels great and I feel very excited about this conversation
2: yay yeah I uh when I saw it was you today we book out quite a bit in advance because we get a lot of um guest pitches uh, but when I saw it was you, I was like, yes, I can't wait to talk to her again. Cause our episode was just fire. And I know yours and Kelsey's was also, but can we talk about how you discovered your gifts, how you got into, uh, what you do now and yeah, just what your journey has been like.
0: Yeah, totally. And it's interesting. Cause it's like, yeah, I am a psychic. I am an astrologer. I am an intuition teacher. I do so many things. So people are like, which one are you? But I love to do all of them because I feel like they're so important and they inform each other. But as far as, I guess you're asking about like my psychic, my, my psychic abilities, yeah?
2: Oh yes, I wanna hear the weird stuff, <laughs> all of it. And I okay, wanna hear cool. a weird story if you have one because I live for those.
0: Oh gosh. I mean, I have ghost stories for days. (laughs) I have weird story. I mean, like I've been seeing entities since I've been a child. So I think that's where it starts, right? Like I started seeing and sensing things when I was super, super young. And then when I was around 14 years old, I saw a ghost in my room, my bedroom, and she haunted me for two weeks. (laughs) Every single night, I would sense her spirit and all this crazy shiz started happening in my bedroom. Like I could hear um, this classical music, like very faintly. And this is, I'm gonna out my age, but I would run to like my walkman. <laughs> we were just talking about like old school music. Um, I would run to my walkman and be like, okay, that's not on, but I kept on hearing it. And every night it got stronger and stronger and stronger to the point where it was in my freaking bedroom. And then I saw her spirit and she could not leave me alone. So then finally I realized like, this is a problem. I don't know why she keeps coming to me. I talked to my parents and they're like, do you think it's grandma? Like, do you have, do you have any idea like who she could be? And my dad was like, oh yeah, I know exactly who it is. Cause I've seen her too. So that oh. confirmed. Yeah. So it was actually our next door neighbor who had passed away and she was looking to I don't looking for guidance to cross over. So instead of me being scared and like hiding under my covers and running out of my room, I ended up crossing her over. And then I realized I had a gift when it kept happening to me. And ghosts were attracting to me like a moth to a flame. So a it candle wasn't, in the
2: dark. That's yeah. what you are. You're a candle in the dark. This
0: is <laughs> yeah. literal
1: real life ghost whisperer.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I used to
1: freaking love watching that show. But then when I became a psychic medium, I was like, leave me alone. I showed me my life. This is crazy. Okay. So so what's your relationship with this? Like, like are you happy to help these ghosts? Are you annoyed that they were coming to you? Like what what were your feelings about I, it? All?
0: No, I didn't like it at all. It was super <laughs> freaking scary. Uh especially to be that young, you know, and again, yeah, it's like wait, it's, how on, young? I was 14. how young did you have a walk man? Oh yeah, 14. So I'm 34, almost 35 now. So still the oldest
2: one on the episode. Go. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Reigning queen, usually.
1: I'm only I'm
2: only a couple years behind you. So I definitely I didn't have a walkman at the time, but I did get a CD player, like a portable seat disc discman. Okay. Mm-hmm. You remember when you had like the bass boost thing, and if you moved it, it would skip. It was like all anyway, Yes. yes. Yeah, yes. totally with you on that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, see, remember when we used to make our own CDs and like write I still have mixes? mine. Oh my gosh. I amazing. still
2: have mine in my best friend's handwriting in high school. She used to make them for me cuz I didn't have a burning capability, but she did. So i just give her the list and she would deliver. Um yes, I still have them. I haven't listened to them in a while, but I should cuz we've been talking so much, haven't we, Kels, about like nostalgia and like just kind of going back to memories and stuff yeah I definitely need to listen to that
0: to throw back the music though there is a little bit of a tie-in so once I crossed her over and she was not haunting me anymore I started to look into her life and try to understand she had a very tragic life and I do understand why she didn't cross over but I found out because it was classical music I found out she was a classical pianist Ooh, wow. so I just gotta So the music I was hearing every night was her piano playing, which was crazy because you know, spirits like to communicate with us in all types of ways. Sometimes they take electricity. You both know it's like lights will flicker, or maybe you'll hear a loud sound, you'll hear a whisper. Um, but hearing music actually, still to this day, with all of my experience, I rarely hear music anymore. Mm. So that was like a huge, I think she was just really trying to get my attention. And she even showed herself to my dad too. And it was just wild. So anyway, that was like my first encounter where I was really, okay, I think I have something here that I need to explore.
1: It's always wow. the bedroom. Freaking yeah. ghosts. Out of our bedrooms.
0: At three in the morning. You yes, know what it's was- always the bedroom at three in the morning. That happened to me too. Witching hour. <laughs> speaking,
1: speaking
2: of bedrooms, do you want to know what was in my bedroom last night when I was almost getting in bed? A scorpion. A scorpion, Kelsey. <gasps> Wait, a what? I, I. Oh yeah, you. Live it, in was, in Vegas it was. It so- was even all curled up, like it was ready. his tail was up, and it wasn't because normally they're straight down, like straight on the floor. But nope, it was ready for a fight, and I was like. I like screaming, my husband! Don't say that because we destroyed it. Okay, <laughs> and I will destroy them every time I see them because I have tiny children in this house and I don't need them getting stung. But I think the universe is trolling me because I did. My third son was born here in Vegas and he's a Scorpio. That <laughs> so is very funny. And you asked for it. <laughs> I know. I'm like trying banishing, like, please, Scorpion, stay out. I don't want to have your blood on my hands. But yeah, I got to defend my house, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah, those so bassets. T- <laughs> with these. Stop. You know what I-, I honestly, I'm a little so self- I used to love it because I would like get all the records for pushups in high school. But then I stopped working out and they my muscles just stayed there. So, like, I don't know what to do. Oh, poor you, you. So buff when I'm having to work out. Are you Aries?
0: Am I an Aries, yes. Oh, okay, okay. I I thought that. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> well, Wait, well, is that typical
1: sense. for Aries to be both? Oh yeah.
0: Big workout people. But I'm like, not a workout she person. She doesn't like working out, but well, she's body, just it's more so like connecting to body and feeling strong, but even just like yeah, inner passion I, and inner strength as well. I
2: do have a I do have a an a, a a desire, I guess a desire to, to feel strong, but I just don't want to do anything
0: <laughs>
2: to like work for it.
0: I just want I to feel, feel strong. You. I know. I just want to wake up with 18 apps and yeah. just eat McDonald's. Is that too much
1: to ask guys? Jeez. <laughs> we'll figure it okay, out. Anyway,
0: so, so follow-up scorpions question.
1: aside. Yes. Follow up question. So you've kind of always been a psychic medium since childhood. When did the astrology start coming into play for you? How was that introduced into your life? And when were you like, I need to do this professionally.
0: Yeah, that was, that's a great question. So I have always been into astrology for as early as can be. And my mom would always say like, you're a cancer and you love being in the ocean and things like that. So she was a little witchy without even knowing. And then I would read my horoscope, you know, in like cosmopolitan or whatever, um, in the magazines. And it was always just like very vague and uninteresting, but it wasn't (laughs) until I moved to Los Angeles where I figured out, Oh, you don't just have a sun sign. You have a moon and a rising. And yeah, once someone shared that with me, uh, I just dove in. So now I've been doing like professional astrology readings for over 10 years. So when I dove into that and found out that your personality, your challenges, your karma, your karma is all laid out in your birth chart. I found such a nice way to also incorporate that into readings because when I'm giving psychic readings, you know, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like I'm saying, Oh, in six months, you're going to meet so-and-so and and it always happens. But then I'm like, but also here's how we're going to deal with this because you have this rising sign and this is your Venus. And so it kind of like informs each other. And Uh, I absolutely love astrology and love geeking out on it. And I will still to this day, like ask my waitress with no shame, like what's your birthday. Can I get your Mm. birth time? Call your mom, you know, call (laughs) your mom, call your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Astrology is just so fun. And I mean, a big, big, big part of my life. It
2: sounds like you are a perfect product of your parents because your mom gave you the astrology. Your dad clearly is also gifted with With abilities as well. And you're just like, I will hold it all and I will bring it to the world. Yeah, but you know, really good
0: things. It's interesting though, because even though my parents had some sort of ability, they were very like scared of it or sheltered of it. Their job was
2: to pass it to you so that you could get your megaphone and give it to the people that need it. You know, I 100% believe that. Never thought of it that way, but yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, they were there to introduce you to it. It's funny, my my middle son, Jack, um is a Pisces and he was the only water birth <laughs> that I had of my three. And I don't think it's, and I didn't think about that at the time. I was just wanting not a hospital experience, but every time he'll jump in the pool or like he has to say goodbye to the water when he gets out of the bath and he'll like give the water a hug, but he'll say like, I'm a Pisces, I'm a fish. <laughs> so cute. And he said he's only seven, but yeah, he's hilarious. He totally owns his sign. And he's like probably the most excited about astrology just and crystals and tarot cards and Oracle oh, yeah. cards of all my kids. Cause he's a Pisces, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Pisces should always be adorned with crystals.
2: <laughs> yes. We, he or loves submersion. rocks and gems. He has like a collection and I try to give him a book of like what they all do, but he just likes to feel them
1: and hold them and see them <laughs> that's so cute I know so yeah. I have a question that I think a lot of listeners have probably wondered this too so I'm excited to ask it on behalf of everyone who's ever wondered this question yeah. how important it are people's charts as far as compatibility right because there's always the narrative like oh this type of person shouldn't be with this type of person or this type of person should be with this type of person or these people do well with these people and like how much truth is there to that? How much more complicated is it than we realize? Like, can you speak to this a little bit?
0: Yeah, totally. And trust me, I've had a lot of girlfriends like call me in like distress after a first date and be like, but I'm a Taurus and they're, they're a Sagittarius and like, we're never going to work out. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Like, you don't even know anything about this person. Let's go on a date first. Um, but no, I think when you really do look at a full chart, like not just your sun sign because you're so much more than your just your birthday. When you look at the full chart in comparison, there are a lot of clues as to compatibility and it does track, I have to say. It mm. does track.
1: Okay, um, so for my own knowing, when I go back and I compare mine to my fiance's, what am I looking for? Can you give me some vague guidelines or pointers? It's too late. i am marrying I'm not, him. Well, right, <laughs> we're already getting married. So I already know we're compatible, but I want to see it in the stars.
0: <laughs> yeah, something that that I really love to see when I'm looking at like a compatibility chart is a sun and a moon sign. So, like, for example, you're an Aquarius sun. If someone has an Aquarius moon, like, and it doesn't have to necessarily be romantic. I think of compatibility with anything, like you two, you know, doing a podcast together, a business. I run compatibility charts for people all the time, and it's not even romantic. Um, so having a sun and a moon sign. Be in the same sign. There is a level of comfort. There is a level of trust. And there is a level of like that I can be who I am. It's authentic. Yeah. So finding someone that has, as far as even romance, finding someone who has like a Venus or Mars that's the same as your sun, or a north node, the same as your sun or rising, those things I look to. For example, my partner uh, who I've been with for almost four years, we have the same birthday. <gasps>
1: Wait, is what wild? is it? What's your birthday?
0: <laughs> We're seven seven, July seventh.
2: Wow, that's my that's like, husband's parents' anniversary. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the only cool. I know that.
0: But that's uh, like it was like an astrologer's wet dream, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's the same and birthday. And seven seven, hey. Yeah, but then I found out he had a cancer moon, right? that, which is my, so it's the opposite. I know it's crazy. And I'm a cancer rising. So we have so much in common, but then we had all these layers, right? Like he's a Gemini rising. My Venus is in Gemini, things like that. So, so wait, if I'm
2: a, I'm sorry, (laughs) I'm, I'm kind of lost. So if I am a fire sign in my sun sign, would I be looking for a water moon?
0: You you want to look, I mean, you would want to look for someone that has maybe Aries and their sun, moon or rising just to simplify it. So let's say maybe your partner is an Aries moon or one of your best friends is an Aries moon. There's just like a comfortability there. That's really natural and for compatibility. And if you just want peace in a partnership, now, if we're going to go, like, maybe you're feeling a type of lust toxic relationship, that's a whole nother ballgame, you know, (laughs) because we've all been there like in our twenties, right. Where you're like. Okay, I'm going for that. Like oh early, God. Teens, or maybe even late teens. But anyway, my,
2: I just realized my husband is a Virgo with a Scorpion, a Scorpio ascending, and a freaking Cancer moon. And I'm no wonder. No, that it's still okay. That doesn't of, mean of the two of us, he's definitely the more like, let's talk about our feelings and let's get <laughs> yeah, down totally. deep into it. And let's, you know, which is great, but. Yeah, of course he of course I did not know he had a he has a Scorpio, a Cancer and Virgo. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh,
0: he's all over the place. But also but water. Um but also too sometimes opposites really do attract when it comes True. to astrology because if you are someone like Lindsay you have a lot of this like fiery nature in your chart. The, the water, like your sun or even the, the moon sign and your husband will really calm down a little bit of that fiery energy. So it really is nice to have all of the elements that includes earth and air. So when you're looking at a compatibility chart, you're also looking for those elements or mm-hmm. lack of elements. So if someone is lacking air a ton and then you pop in that Aquarius or that Libra energy, it really will kind of like yeah. fill in the like puzzle piece, if that makes yeah. sense. Okay, I
1: have a quick update for you guys. There are a few spots left for the October radical self-love retreat, which is coming up so quick. I'm super excited. So if you want to participate in a week full of activations, upgrades, luxury and play, join us. We're going to visit a private beach, ride ATVs, have Reiki performed on us, pull all the cards, do a bunch of healing work, eat yummy, yummy food, hang by the pool and so much more. And I have to say that this might be one of the last ones because I'm thinking of shifting focus to couples retreats next. So if you don't want to miss out on this retreat, now's your time. Visit KelseyAida.com slash retreat to apply today. That I makes got, perfect sense. And I got I think-
2: Sagittarius rising too. So I got like...
1: Double fire oh yeah fire. <laughs> don't you too kels you have Sagittarius as a rising don't She's you the cancer or no rising. I'm double cancer I'm Aquarius sun cancer oh. rising cancer moon and then I was just thinking about it and Jeff's rising is Aquarius but he's not that and then there i think go, his though. other one i forget his other one he has like a lot of scorpio on his chart can you explain my obsession with scorpios are scorpios in aquarius like really match made in heaven usually or no am i just making that up all of like my sister's a scorpio a lot of my best friends are scorpios obviously my future husband scorpio like every time you a scorpio i'm like i love you so much
0: I think, well, I'd have to look at your chart in real time, but I also Mm -hmm. think it has a lot to do with like what kind of karma you're wanting to incur or attract. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you attract like a lot of energy of one sign because it's teaching you a lesson. Sometimes mm-hmm. you attract a lot of energy of a sign because in your chart, it's aspected nicely and you, it feels comfortable or feels like cozy to you. So again, I'd have to like really dive in and see where Scorpio is being aspected in your chart. But in general, if we're just talking about Scorpio, it's all about evolution and transformation. So if mm-hmm. you're interested in people mm-hmm. that have Scorpio sun, they give it to you real. First of all, Scorpios will never not tell you the truth. Um, they got that stinger, mm-hmm. um, Hopefully not in Lindsay's house, but we have the stinger there. <laughs> well, my
2: son is, and he's only four, and I don't know what to expect. I do not know what to expect because everybody when they hear he's a Scorpio,
0: they're like, um and like,
1: Yeah. Well <laughs> Scorpios can be really, really sweet, but then they it's also so can sting you. But when also, they want to
0: <laughs> in general, when people like are ragging on a sign soap, and I feel like Scorpios and Geminis get it the worst. Mm-hmm. And if they're ra- like just like talking crap it's like, hold on a second. Let's hold up a mirror because every single one of us has Scorpio and Gemini in our own charts. So whatever you're having a problem with, maybe that Gemini is aspecting your seventh house of relationships. And maybe that you don't have a relationship because you're not really incorporating the Gemini part of your chart. So I love to call people out on that because Mm. like, hold on, hold on. We all have all 12 signs in our Zodiac wheel
2: yeah see you don't want to get schooled by an actual astrologer because half of what you said i had no idea what you were saying but i felt like attacked no
0: (laughs) i felt like i need to
2: be doing better in my life no it's true though i i completely agree and and when people give me the eyes like oh scorpio i'm like what what do i need to know like just tell me an actual answer but i've never i still haven't heard one except that they are just very um deeply emotional feelers and they are very, um, secretive. That's all I've really ever heard about them. Mm
0: -hmm. And listen, there's a high and a low vibration for every single sign, right? Every single one, you know, if you could say Aquarius is are detached, you can say Aries are hot-headed. You can say cancers are moody and sensitive. That is just a very, you know, low vibration of what the sign is. But then Mm -hmm. if you incorporate your rising, your moon and the other aspects of who you are, that you're, there are just people on the outside are just getting such a small snippet. That's why, you know, when I talk to the, waitresses or a stranger I'm like tell me more I need to know more yeah. about who you are um, not only just like a psychic feeling but an astrology feeling but yeah it's I encourage everyone to dive deeper because there's so much more to meets the eye when it comes to astrology and you could go down a rabbit hole and never come out I'm still in the rabbit hole you know
1: <laughs> yes okay so I just pulled up my chart because I've always wondered this every time I look at it visually I'm like I have a lot of action going on only on one side So Mm -hmm. it's, like, very just, like, skewed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, this probably means I'm some sort of genius or this probably means I'm, like, really unbalanced. (laughs) Can you tell me what side it is if you're looking? When I'm looking at it, it, all the action's on the right side. And then I only have, like, one or two placements on the – opposite side on the okay, left right.
0: side okay so you have what's called a western hemisphere chart so what that means is there's a lot of karma on one-on-one relationships and karma with other people
1: mm, yeah I already did wow. that so I don't feel scared anymore but yes Stop. that makes
0: sense <laughs> but even think about what both of you are doing you're both you know in client sessions but you're leading retreats you're working one-on-one with people I mean that makes a lot of sense
1: mm. how do you know that so fascinating I bring in love astrology Wait. I love that we have you on, so I can ask you all my questions as like someone who's in the in the, just barely skimming the surface of the rabbit okay, hole. Like yeah. I'm poking my head in the rabbit hole. I know you're all the way yeah. down at the
0: bottom. I'm like, it! What about this thing? It's it so overwhelming, and that's also why I made a course. Like, I, it's called Birth Chart Biz, but it's basically just teaching you like how to basically dissect those things in a in a digestible way, and so you understand it. So this is like one of my favorite. I mean, obviously, look at me. I'm like so excited to talk about this. I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> Wait, you have
2: to tell me about mine now. Just just because all of mine are like. Which side are they on? I don't have it's,
0: a visual, so I'm not sure. Girl. Um,
2: what exactly? I got a visual for you. I got it. <laughs> it's right
0: here. It's the beauty of Zoom. Um,
2: really, really quickly. I don't. I don't want to do it for too long. But do you do. have
0: a lot of? Okay, cool. Boom. You're actually, you're actually pretty well balanced there. What about all
2: this nonsense? It's blank. Sorry, have, guys. What we're seeing is like my chart is all bunched. For me, it looks like it's all bunched up in the lower. Well, left yeah. You have side you have a and
0: concentration. the top right is, Yeah. in what's called the Northern hemisphere. So this has a lot to do with actually like home environment, um, your own personal journey into things, what makes you feel comfortable, creativity and things like that. So it has a lot to do with like personal, personal development.
2: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But
0: I will say your chart is pretty, pretty well balanced there. You're fiery AF for sure, (laughs) but you also have some, you have earth, air, water, you, you, you're well balanced for sure. Even though I know there's like a little bit of whenever there's an empty house, it doesn't necessarily mean like you don't have karma there. It just means there's other areas of your life that you need to focus a little harder on, or the planet will feel, feel that a little harder, or maybe even just like feel it subtly throughout your life.
2: Yeah. So without giving like a blanket statement, if you had a chart in front of you that had all the house, like like it was just like a explosion in all the houses, there was no concentration anywhere. What would that immediately tell you? Would it tell you anything immediately?
0: I mean, yeah, it just tells me that um, someone is working through a lot of areas of karma in their life. Whenever I see a planet, I think it's karma. I think it's Uh, what does this person need or need to gain strength in? Um, Where like, let's say if we look at a Pluto, where's this person holding ego, So no matter where it's splayed out in the chart, obviously like formations do matter, but I'm also looking at each individual planet as like a whole entity of who you are. So it is cool to say, hey, like an overarching, you said blanket statement. Hey, like Kelsey, you're here to do more of that one on one, and Lindsay, you're here to really develop like your home environment. So that's like blanket statements. But if we're in a reading, Kelsey, she has no idea how true that
2: actually is. <laughs> I love this, <laughs> or does she? Because she's got gifts, but yeah, that's it's the beauty 100%. the stars know, yeah. And I think that's why people throw astrology out if they don't look deep enough into it, they're like, oh, just how I was born, like the day I was born doesn't say anything about me. Uh, Except it does, because honestly, every single time I've talked to anybody about my chart, someone else's chart, every time they've talked about anything with astrology and dove farther than the surface, it gets real creepy, but like in a fun way. (laughs) It gets really Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Oh my gosh, how did you know? It just is a thing. It's a thing. And if we, me and Kelsey talk a lot about when when you choose to come to this planet is not an accident. So I know in my bones that I picked my birthday. I would never have picked a better day than April 15th. It is the best day. I don't care what anyone says. It's the best day of the year. And I love my birthday. You and I've always did. loved my birthday. I've loved the month. I've loved the day. I've loved everything about my birthday, even the year. Although now it's like, Really, the 1900s, but whatever. But I think we all do. And I think when you kind of remember that piece, if you're open to that piece, like, well, you chose your birthday. So who you are, yes, you chose who you were going to be. Like,
0: right? Like it's 100%. And I also have a lot of like moms coming to me who are expecting, and they'll say, like, I'm supposed to get a C section. And I don't know, like, can you pick the astrology chart for my baby? Or, what will happen? And I was like, they're choosing, they're picking it. Yeah. (laughs) I will like, I'm giving you three birth charts, but like, talk to me after that baby has its first breath, because then we can dive in because there's so many things that are out of your control. Even if you are planning a C-section, like they're, you know, that birth time is still determined by the planets, not necessarily, you know, Yeah. so I, I love that. And then to layer it on even thicker, like throughout your life, then you have transits, you have the moving of the planets that are making aspects to your natal chart and transits that we're feeling right now, like retrograde or, you know, we're feeling we're in an eclipse portal as we're filming this. So anyway, there's layers to astrology, not to like really confuse you if you're listening, but (laughs) if you're excited about it, you know, we can start small and then keep building, but trust me, it's really such a beautiful tool for your self-discovery.
1: No, I think you're being well received because most of the people who listen to our show are probably to some degree enchanted by astrology or have been studying it or diving deeper. So I don't think most people listening are super, super true beginners. So I think everyone's able to follow along. And I really want to ask you, speaking of transits, well, first of all, I'm like a YouTube astrology consumer to the max. Like I'm always like the real news, what's going on in the stars this month? Like I'm always listening to the monthly and the weekly breakdowns because I just love to listen what's happening and then relate it to what's going on in the world. And I'm like, oh my God, it always tracks. It always tracks. <laughs> and then when the astrologers are like, oh, last time this transit happened, this revolution was happening. And now this is happening again. I'm like, classic. It's all in the stars. But um, I wanted to ask you about um the saturn return because a lot of people listening to this are around that age where that could be happening and i believe i just completed mine which i'm like really relieved about because i know it's like a hard heavy time with lots of lessons but can you teach us a little bit more about it because i'm curious like what does life look like during the saturn return and after the saturn return because people make such a big fuss about it but i couldn't really find a lot on youtube of like what actually can happen
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think Saturn return is what I consider a celebrity transit, right? Everyone hears about it. It's a little mystical. You can't really get a lot of information about it, even if you stalk it. Right. So, (laughs) so Saturn return happens um, anywhere between 27 and 31 years old. Saturn is a slow moving planet. So it takes 29 and a half years to do a full rotation. So what happens when you're having a Saturn return is Saturn is returning to the same uh, zodiac degree and sign it was in when you were born. So Saturn is this wise teacher. Saturn is the granddaddy. Saturn is the, the wise one. Sometimes it can be a little bit of a cock block, but Saturn really wants to teach you this lesson. So when you turn 27, things start to shift when it, when Saturn is concerned, giving you lessons. So it's basically a little bit of a report card. You're going to start to feel it depends. I have a lot of clients feel it right at 27. I have clients feel it right at 29 and a half when it is exact, but you're going to start to feel the shift of like taking responsibility in your life and Saturn's teaching you discipline. So if you're not learning those lessons, like I have people coming to me, like getting married at Saturn returns, or I got married
2: and had a baby when I was 27.
0: Oh, there, there you go. Wow. Um, so we talk about responsibility, right? Like to a partnership and to a child, right? So sa- depending on where Saturn is in your chart and what, uh, sign it's in, it can give me a few clues, but for the most part, you've learned lessons about who your true friends are, who's showing up for yeah. you. You learn lessons about like, am I doing the right thing in my, in my career? Am I happy? Uh, do I need to find a new partner? Basically everything can blow up. Or everything can align. And even if things blow up, I'm telling you, it's for the proper reason for you to learn from it and grow. So that when Saturn continues on its journey, you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, I was in the thick of it, but now I see the light. So that's so like a from
2: 27 bit. to 29 and a half. Gen- is that so what it's it's like, I would potent? say actually
0: it's like 27 to 31 because Saturn 31. does retrograde for like half the year. So when Saturn retrogrades like six months out of the year, it can actually like be double tapping, triple tapping yeah. your Saturn. So some people experienced it just once, some people experience it three times. But regardless, I say 27 because that's when Saturn maybe moves into the sign that you're you have. Like, for example, my Saturn's in Sagittarius. It, Kelsey, if you just had one, yours might have been an Aries. Um, for example. But anyway, once it hits the sign, but then once Saturn like returns to the exact degree is when you're going to feel
2: it. My Saturn's in Scorpio.
0: There you go. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Lesson (laughs) in Scorpio.
2: (laughs) I am bugging, literally bugging. Mm. Mm
0: -hmm. That is
2: so weird. No, that's weird though. Yeah. It's
0: wild. It's so wild. I mean, my Saturn is in the sixth house, which has a lot to do with um, physical health. And in that time I learned a lot of lessons and I was in the hospital quite a bit and discipline like, okay, I can't do that. Or else my body will literally like fold in on me. So it's, it's definitely a beautiful time, even though it sounds scary. If you're younger, if you're like, you know, early twenties, I have a lot of clients coming to me like 24 and they're like, help it's in three years. And I'm scared. I'm like, (laughs) Oh, Babe, funny. You fine. Yeah,
2: if only I, I had- knew that when I was twenty. I, I actually got on my hypnotherapy journey when I was twenty-seven too. So I got married and I had a baby, and and I started hypnotherapy school uh, all it, within like the same few months. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Within the same few months. And, um, now it's making sense, but do I need to like, not kill scorpions? Is that what I'm, what do I, what do I do? What do I do? Cause I feel like I'm disjointed now because <laughs> I, I have such a horrible relationship with
0: scorpions. Well, I don't, I don't know how to say like scorpions per se, but as far as like Scorpio, <laughs> um, you definitely have like Saturn is that teacher, right? Saturn is that, uh, I
2: am being trolled for sure.
0: Yeah, maybe it's just teaching you patience of um like um I would say like emotional regulation and then also mm-hmm. like transformation of deep, deep, deep stuff. So that makes a lot of sense in, in what you're doing every day with your clients is getting mm-hmm. through the sub. I mean, think about that's actually beautiful that you're Saturn's in Scorpio because you're helping people get to a place deep in their subconscious. And that's, there's nothing more scorp- Scorpionic than that.
2: Hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, Manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal. Once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal. And that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back, and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential.
0: No, I I think you're doing the right thing. And And I
2: can still smash the scorpions. I yes
0: sure
2: <laughs> live your best life I, I need to, you're I for need to ask it's the professional family. technically I'm not smashing anything I have a I have a husband for that but
0: and Personal. I feel bad
2: every time I like I say a little prayer for them and I'm like I'm sorry I had to do this man but you can't I mean, be in my house
0: I'm, it's hard for me to answer that because I like will capture like s- spiders and like lead them outside so I would try to capture it safely Sis, but if you can't so you know. do
2: I I, I am not a killer, okay? I love to, eat, even a fly, like I'll just let it go outside. And my kids are the same. But I swear something happens when I see a stinger or like something that can harm my kids. Like I go completely feral. Maybe it's and I'm past like,
0: life stuff.
2: I, I thought about that this morning. I really did. I maybe had that thought this it. morning. That's like, I I must, maybe I got beef with scorpions because they like killed me in a past life or something. Who knows? It's not a joke, man. It's yeah. weird. Anyway, wow. I hate to keep going back to this, but like, come on, Kelsey. Kelsey. <laughs> Scorpio, Saturn.
1: Come
0: on, just embrace the it. Heck?
1: Scorpios are my fave.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why I love you. I'm sure you have a bunch of Scorpio in your chart. If we look, deeper.
0: Scorpios are badass. Yeah, sure. probably. Yeah.
1: Also, my Saturn's in Aquarius. If anyone was wondering, Ooh. I just oh Saturn was in Aquarius. Oh, so yeah. You
0: had your you had your She's Saturn, Saturn return in Aquarius everywhere. everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah, Mm-hmm. Oh. 2020 or 2020 oh, actually cool. no it was 2021 now that i'm doing the math yep Sweet. Sweet. did Bye. i did i do see the math later right?
2: when is this one do you remember when the scorpio one was
0: i know I you don't, probably don't off the top of my head but if you looked at your if you looked at your chart and your saturn was in scorpio i believe it
2: was like oh okay
0: mm-hmm. would it tell me yeah yeah you can see where your saturn sign is it says sure. scorpio 26 yeah there you go so your saturn was in scorpio Right, but when did it happen? It would have been around 29 and a half. Oh,
1: right. That's what you said. Got it. Okay, cool. Okay, so I have another burning question that I'm sure many people listening would love more deep dive on uh retrogrades (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i know that mercury is not the only planet that goes retrograde many planets go retrograde throughout many times throughout the year but i think mercury retrograde is the most celebrity transit as you call it um so can you speak to that a little bit especially because when this airs will be in what is it called afterwards the shadow Shadow. it'll be in shadow Mm -hmm. once you guys hear this live yeah. A new term. You're welcome.
0: So all the planets <laughs> retrograde fun fact Um, except the luminaries the sun and the moon right but we have mercury retrograde Mars retrograde Venus retrograde all of the outer planets retrograde for half the year. So when a planet retrogrades um, in like in astronomy terms it's, it's the apparent motion that it's moving backwards but in astrology terms when something retrogrades we're really trying to review and reflect and wind down what that planet means. So Mercury, we feel that so strongly because Mercury is the closest planet moving to earth and oh. it's the messenger of, it's the messenger of communication. So not only are you able, like, I mean, us recording a podcast during this time is LOL. Cause like normally it's like, brruh, brruh, like Charlie Brown. Yeah. right? <laughs> and maybe the listeners are like, no, that's, that's, that tracks. Um, <laughs> but, but um, it's hard to communicate, but it's also hard to listen. So even maybe like a partner communication, communication big qualms, uh, there can be like random wifi breaking down. I mean, at the beginning of this Mercury retrograde that just happened, Disneyland, all of their ticketing systems just completely shut down in the past. Mm-hmm. Instagram has shut down Facebook, like things happen with technology. Um, and also you might hear from past lovers, things like that, or think about them, dream about them, things like that will happen. Now, Mercury retrograde does happen three times a year, sometimes four, and it happens for three weeks. And then there's shadow, like this shadow period before and after. So everyone feels it differently depending on where it is in your chart. Right now, Mercury retrograde is in Taurus. So it could be something you know specific to you, but I think everyone just kind of feels like they're lethargic. They feel like they don't want to do anything. They feel like their Wi-Fi, their TV isn't working, their computer shuts down, things like that will happen. And maybe they're just unable to express themselves completely or able to listen and receive mm. as, mm-hmm. as good as they normally do. Right
1: yeah and mercury retrogrades get such a bad rap but i know that they are a beneficial time for doing certain things so like what are the best things that we should be focusing on during mercury retrograde like i know for me as an author that's usually a good time for me to go back and like edit books start working like go back to a project i haven't finished wrap things up do more work there um like a going back theme so would you say that's pretty accurate and do you have other uh, good activities people can do during mercury retrograde
0: you're spot on. It's always about, uh, reviewing and reflecting. So going back to an old project and editing is perfect. I don't recommend writing. I mean, if you do write totally, like if you're in a creative flow, I'll never say stop that. But I'll say when Mercury goes direct again, you might look at it and be like, this is crap. Or you could be like, this is genius. I don't know. So it just depends. Um, but during retrograde, I really like to actually take a break. Like, yeah, this is the only time from the universe that you really have the permission to slow down and that. Oh, means I feel like, so
2: much better now. Cause yeah. I really did. I did slow down. And I always have that voice. That's like, I honestly didn't know it was retrograde until you came on and was like, Hey, how are you feeling during retrograde? And I was like, Oh, because <laughs> I do, I have been feeling that way. And I'm really happy to know that it's, I love the way you said that. This is the only time you have permission from the universe and everything was to me going to still work out. If you just chill out a little bit, you're allowed to.
0: Yeah. Just because things, you know, it's not as like, go, 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 go as normally it, it is. And we just came off of a very long Mars retrograde that happened at the end of the year, beginning of this mm-hmm. year. So definitely a lot happening in the cosmos, but as far as retrograde is concerned, you know, it's a time to really listen. It's a time to, to read, to, to review any of those projects and I don't recommend reaching out to your exes, but I have a feeling you might have the urge to or they're gonna reach out to you. It happens literally like clockwork to most of my clients, it happens to me. Uh, and then if if things happen with your phone or your Wi-Fi, or whatever, or maybe you lost your passport, things like that happen, it just just basically checking your T. Tea- what is it? Checking your T's and dotting your I's. Is that what it is? Crossing yeah, cross- your T's. Dotting checking your T's. Exactly. So you I'm, could check I'm, them too. That's I fine. know, but literally I'm exampling of, what kind of <laughs> yeah. things don't really work in your brain during Mercury Retrograde. Like So just- when
2: yeah. did this Retrograde start? Like what were the dates? Did you say that yet? I don't remember.
0: Oh gosh. I don't know the dates off the top of my head. Um, Again, Retrograde, like brain fog, but <laughs> it happened. It, I think, I believe it was like uh the second week of April 2023. Yeah, and- it was middle of April. Yeah. And yes. then we will end We're kind around. kind of coming out middle of, end of, it. of May. Correct. Yes. 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 Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. Got so that if, any that in makes- me. if any of that makes <laughs> sense studying- to anyone. Um, yeah, that's where the day set. I should know
0: it as an astrologer, but I also just got back from a three week long vacation in Japan. So I'm like jet lagged and all that, which also I planned via transits. Um, I made sure to leave right before retrograde, like fully Mm -hmm. took place. So anyway, um,
2: yeah. So can I ask you, I have an astrologer friend, um, who introduced this term to me years ago and I never, I don't, I don't remember what it means. What does void of course mean? Cause she's always like, Oh, it's void. Of course. Don't do it. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, and could you explain like what void of course is and what it means?
0: Yeah. So a lot of, some astrologers live and die by this and some like can take it or leave it. I'm one that takes it or leaves it, but void of course is talking about the moon because the moon is like the fastest moving, um, you know luminary so it changes signs every you know day or two so when when it changes signs um that's when it's like an avoid of course so people say like to avoid like either hosting a workshop or yeah. making a decision when it's changing um i've like kind of experimented with this cuz i'm a cancer rising You 2 cal so our it's really important for us to be in sync with the moon cycles and what's happening so i've kind of thought about there are certain moons maybe to make better decisions on, but, you know, sometimes people really say like, Hey, let wait till the moon isn't fully, you know, fully into that next sign before you make mm-hmm. a decision. But void of course happens like, you know, every two to three days. So oh it kind of does limit you a little Ooh. bit, but I would love to hear her perspective because that's also why I love astrology. Like everyone has such a different like approach and experience with it. For me, that hasn't been, I don't want to like have any more limitations because yes. astrolog- some people are like, Oh my God, I can't do anything during retrograde. It's like, no, we can, but let's just like reframe how we think about this. So with void of it. course, that's how I feel at least like, Got even, it. you know, yeah. Anytime,
2: anytime I hear someone be like, don't, don't do something. I'm always like, why? Like, I just don't understand why, because if I, I don't know, it's, so I've always wondered like, what does, what does void of course actually mean? And how much attention should we really pay? Cause if it's happening every two days, that that's pretty limiting. I that's think.
1: too much. That's yeah. a me out already. And yeah. Maybe just,
0: yeah. And maybe it's just like, there are certain moons, you know, there are certain moons that are in detriment, like a Capricorn moon or a Scorpio moon, for example, kind of harder moon. So maybe it would just be like, mm. don't do it during that void, of course. But again, that's just something that I've experimented with over the years. And I found it doesn't make too much of a difference. Like I'm not going to not host a workshop or not go on a podcast because it's a void, of course, but I will be mindful of it, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, thank you for clearing that up. Of
0: course.
1: Speaking (laughs) of cycles and the moon and most people listening to this are women, people with periods. um, Is there anything that maybe we should be looking out for or trying for or being mindful of as we go through our menstrual cycle and as it pertains to the moons or the planets?
0: The planets yeah, totally. or the moon, not the moon yeah, or the planet. Got you. See, <laughs> you got Mercury me. retrograde has affected all three of us during this conversation. <laughs> we are personal victims. Um, so yeah, basically the, the tides change with the moon. We're all full of water and the women back in the day, I don't even know how long ago, uh, would cycle with the moon and we still cycle with the moon. If you are off of you know, birth control and you have a natural cycle most always will sync with the moon. So you can be a white witch where you um have your period or your your cycle when you um when it's a new moon or you can be a red witch where once you bleed you do a full bleed during the full moon. Did I say that right? Yeah. New moon is white witch, red witch, red witch. Gosh <laughs> red, oh my gosh. Red You got witch this. Is full moon. Okay, okay. Red witch,
1: you have your period on the full moon white witch you have your period on the new moon yeah. and um does that have any significance like wh- what does it mean to be a white witch or a red witch Ooh, good question
0: yeah I, well it depends too because like i've i've heard that when you are in more of like a go 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 um you will actually like have your period with the new moon like it's when you're when you're really fully like in a, I would say more of like a masculine, like, um, driving presence, but when you're more receptive, more intuitive, you'll bleed with, you'll be a red witch, right. You'll, you'll bleed with the full moon. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it just changes. Like, for example, I was a red witch through and through and through and through and through. And then all of a sudden this year it changed. So it just depends. Um, but if we're just talking about moon cycles, like, you know, for any listeners, um, who maybe don't have a menstrual cycle. Um, the new moon is when you set intentions and when things are fresh, it's a new beginning, right? The new beginning of a cycle and the full moon is when things come up from our past for us to release and full moons, you know, it can be lunacy. And I'm using that term like on purpose, it can be crazy energy because it's just a heightened part of the moon where the whole sky is lit up and things do go down like notoriously mm-hmm. in history on full moons, like crimes, things like yeah. that.
2: Yeah, so, sister really was a time. nurse.
0: She, She's yes. got yes. stories
2: on full moons. Yeah. Yes.
1: Kelsey, do you, do you fall into one of those two categories? I was just looking because I just had my period like last week, but also I had this like biopsy, so it was all messed up. But I think I usually sync up with more of
0: like the new moon. yeah so you'd be a white witch I am a white witch right now too
2: I feel like a white one but I'm a red one I feel like I'm go 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 I am go 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 but I'm definitely it's it's like almost to the day red witch
0: yeah maybe that's just like a a full or yeah but I mean regardless I think um but that
2: is interesting because I thought it was so cool the last continue. couple cycles I was like hey I matched the moon that's weird but it's not it's not weird it's, it's not like natural
0: <laughs> it's not weird at all and also with my girlfriends I say it's having my moon instead of saying my yes. period I say like I started my moon you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah I heard someone else say that and I was like that's so cool I think I want to start that,
1: that is so cool it Makes
0: periods so much cooler than they actually are <laughs>
2: Got Aunt Flo coming
0: to visit. We have to romanticize periods, or else we will not survive. Yes, oh, we true. will not. We will not. <laughs> that's true. But it's still amazing. Like thinking about what your body's doing, but the fact that it lines up with nature. We are powerful.
1: I know. We yeah, always forget imagine. that we're parts of nature. I'm always if to I think too hard about it,
0: it makes
2: me sad that how disconnected we we are from nature, like that, how far we've let ourselves go from nature. Like we don't even farm anymore guys, like not to get real weird with it, but I think about this stuff all the time. I'm like, I just, I want to get back to the simple days when we knew we were connected and everything was just fine. Kelsey wants to start a commune. And the more
1: I think about it, the more I want to go that
0: is Aquarius <laughs> AF that you want to start a commune well it's <laughs> mostly Jeff's Aquarius. idea
1: he's the Aquarius rising like age of Aquarius I'm the Aquarius son but yeah we definitely are like you know if this world doesn't get it together fast enough we'll just create our own little world for our kids yeah. to grow up in and it'll be awesome so
0: <laughs> hey sure why not if I'll bring the, the seeds
1: calls. I'll bring all the seeds to plant oh this is great you guys can you believe we've been recording for almost an no hour? no i can't but this <gasps> has been awesome i feel like it's been like 15 minutes but we should transition <laughs> over to the patreon Steffi, do you have a couple more minutes because i know it's like usually we go for an hour but we yeah over. yeah sure can- okay cool so on the patreon we'll continue the conversation for a few more moments but first i want to let Steffi give a proper sign off and tell everyone where we can work with her learn more about her work and you know get an awesome reading from her she told me in five minutes so much amazing stuff about myself when I was on her show afterwards I don't know if you remember we chatted a little bit and you dove into my chart and it was so life-giving so I highly recommend her readings and I actually have been sending some of my clients to her for astrology questions so definitely definitely check her
0: out Thank you so much. Yeah. I love giving readings and we haven't even dove into this, but I love doing astro cartography too, which is really Oh, We got to do it on the
2: Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Okay,
0: cool. It's about um where you should live in the world based on your natal astrology. But anyway, yeah, I have a birth chart based course and I also have a transit course so you can learn everything, but I also do private readings. And you can find me on Instagram, spirit underscore sis. I have a great community growing on TikTok, uh, SpiritSis or my YouTube. And um, my website is spiritsis.com and my my podcast here episodes, what was it, 70 and 61 with Lindsay and Kelsey. <laughs> uh it's called the Psychic Scoop Podcast.
1: <laughs> yes, go listen. Especially if you can't get enough of us all together, because we know that a lot of you listen to both of our podcasts. So we were super excited to do this collaboration because we're like, oh, some people are gonna be so excited that we actually know each other now and are collaborating. So we're here for it. Hopefully you guys are here for it. If you love this episode, let us know. And yeah, have fun diving into your charts. I'm sure we just rekindled the flame for everyone. Everyone's gonna go look at their chart now.
0: Heck yeah.
2: I want to ask you over on the Patreon, I want to ask you if you know... If you believe in rather like the flowers for each uh sign. Have you heard of this? Like there's this, there's a flower that's a yes, sign.
0: there is totally like <clears throat> gems and flowers. Mm-hmm.
2: Gems and flowers. So we'll talk about what each of those are. We'll just like go over it quickly. And I definitely want to talk about astro cartography because we did talk about this either off air or on air. I can't remember on your show, but it's <laughs> so much fun. And I really want to talk about it more on the Patreon. So if you guys
1: aren't patrons, patrons of our Patreon, go do it. It's fun patreon.com <laughs> slash high vibe we'll see you there and we love you so much see You there. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thanks so much for tuning into the show thank you to everybody who has left a review and shared the podcast with friends and family we super appreciate it it really helps the show a lot especially because our goal is to get over 1 million downloads before the end of 2023 and we definitely need and appreciate your help to do it you can further support the show by joining patreon.com highvibe to get exclusive
2: content, extended episodes, bonuses, and more. Thanks again for listening. We love you so much and we'll be back next week with another new episode. Bye. Bye.